From the heart of Kansas City, it's time for Real Hooligans. Here's your host, Tim English. All right, hooligans, welcome back for a very special, uh, this is going to be our Halloween episode when it airs. So, um, welcome to you. And uh, we do have, let me make sure this shit's working. Oops, excuse me. Uh, hey, if you're watching on Facebook, oh, what's up, Tom? Happy birthday to Tom, who always Happy birthday, Tom. Because apparently he just sits around stares at his phone all the time. Uh, Social Dilemma Tommy might check into it. It's a show on Netflix. Talks about how we watch our phones too much. But thanks for joining us anyway. Watching on your phone. Nice. <laughs> nice. All right. So, cool. So, if you're joining us, uh, we've got episodes every Wednesday on Spotify and Apple. And we said Amazon. Now on Amazon. We're now on Amazon. Uh, really, any podcasting place where you, wherever you get your podcast, you can probably find Real Hooligans. And if you can't, let us know. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about, um, it's a cult classic, Peter Jackson's The Frighteners. Good old Peter Jackson. I mean, and this is Peter Jackson before he was Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson. but honestly, it, in it, the door. you can see from some of the effects and we'll talk about the effects is one thing I wanted to talk about. Cause I thought half of them were amazing and half of them were just like, Hmm, those didn't age well. No. Um, but I, I, I will give him credit he uh he did some interesting things he, in this yeah he this was his all right guys i'm here you're and, gonna pay attention to me now and you can see how somebody kind of looked at some of that and was like i see some stuff you're doing here that could work for a lord of the rings type what if i give you a lot more money right so uh anyway thanks for joining us everybody um if you're listening or watching on facebook we're not gonna be on facebook the whole episode just for a little while just wanted to advertise a little bit that we're back because we've been we've been gone most of the year because of uh, COVID and just other stuff Tim was dealing with, David as well, just life, right? So it happens. Um, but we're back. We're about three or four episodes in now um, <clears throat> to our run, so it's good to be back. We're coming back every Wednesday, trying to be more consistent for you, um, doing some fun stuff. We've done everything from Bill and Ted to Cobra Kai. Sports movies, all kinds of stuff. And now we get scary. Yeah. Now we're going to get scary because it's Halloween. One of my favorite things. Um, I suppose by the time you're listening to this, I think we would have, we, we've had Halloween already. So that was a lot of fun, wasn't oh, it? Man. Halloween. God, so much fun. Woo. We um, did it again this year, Tim. You I did know, it again man. this year. Man, we did. Well, I mean, we'll talk about Halloween is like the party. We used to have a podcast and it was like a Halloween party, but we would podcast during the party and we tried this experiment on a couple of Halloweens, three of them i think three and one or two new year's eves before we two. just kind of thought maybe we shouldn't do this anymore let's just relax part of the fun's always been like we're drinking and you get people a little more loosened up and sometimes it's worked i mean you know too loose tim too loose yeah people got too loose <laughs> There was that one year, New Year's Eve, man, we had some, it took us like an hour to play a game that I think was like eight minutes Should in the actual taken, show yeah. because I had to edit it. I was like, oh my God, it was brutal. I can't imagine having to sit here and listen to all of that extra footage that doesn't actually make it into the show. It's pretty fucking funny, but it's also, That's a lot. It's also like, man, we were fucked up. So anyway, Welcome. Um, today we're going to talk about the Frighteners Halloween. Actually, real quick, before we start, um, 
Jill Six, who is a, a filmmaker here in Kansas City, um, she is debuting. Well, it's this weekend, so it's will have been a while, but um, she's recently debuted the stylist, a full length feature uh, horror film. This is based on a short film of the same name that played at Terror on the Plains. Terror on the Plains, yes. Um, in like 2014, I think, a while back. And uh, Jill actually won last year at Terror on the Plains. She won uh, Best Local Filmmaker for her film One Last Meal, which was about uh, a prisoner that was kind of spilling the beans yeah. during his last, uh, his last meal, which I, big juicy... I don't know, man. So, had me wonder if he was eating, chewing on a human at some point, or wish he was. Anyways, anyway, she's a great filmmaker. She's incredibly talented. She's debuting uh, the full length feature. I do have a, a small part in this movie. Damn, a, a little, a little cameo um, in this. It, but it, there's like an article on Entertainment Weekly um, for the movie, and it's with a scene from the flick. So, I mean, congrats to her. She's a great filmmaker, and she deserves. She can go on and do some. Some more big stuff. She's going to, man. She's awesome. So um, congrats to her. And, uh, you know, I would love to have her on the show sometime. We'll, we'll try to make that happen. That would be so, amazing. Um, right on. So what we're going to do is we're going to transition that into uh, uh, The Frighteners, which we decided just to do one movie for our Halloween kind of thing this year. Um, and David isn't as big of a horror fan as I am. Not even a little bit, Tim. Right. Which is why once a year I enjoy that you force me to sit down and watch some of these films. Um, Not not really once a year, but I watch all of the Terror on the Plane stuff. Um, So a a good, you know, 20, 30 films, um, short films every year. And then, then of course, the, uh, the ones that you pick for. Uh, you know, the features for Terror on the Plains. So I no, said, no I, Terror on the Plains this year. No, man, so that's so depressing. Um, well, this year I decided for this, for this episode, I picked a horror comedy for us. You know, something that was a little lighter, you know. Um, not terrifying. Yeah. No. I appreciate not, that. Not even a little bit. I appreciate but, it. But it was something that's, you know, I, I think a fun, a fun take on the genre from... Filmmakers who aren't exactly known for that genre. Yes. So um, The Frighteners is written and directed by, by Peter Jackson, written along with Fran Walsh, who helped him on Lord, the Lord of the Rings movies. Yes. Uh, produced by Robert Zemeckis, stars Michael J. Fox, uh, Jesus, Chai McBride, Jeffrey Combs, D. Wallace. Arlie Emery, a local guy. Yeah, Arlie Emery. Um, and you know, I'll have to pull up the thing here. Tons of people, folks. Tons of people in just a, a bizarre movie about a guy, Frank Bannister, who, because of an accident, can see ghosts, basically. And he uses this as to con people because he can. He has kind of a couple of ghosts that go and quote haunt places. He has some coworkers get him, but you know, then they call him. They call the the. Uh, the paranormal investigator, and then he comes in and ghost busts him. So, you know, anyways. And it's it's kind of a movie. That, it's kind of silly. It's kind of weird. Um, it's it's maybe even, like, ahead of its time at the time, even though it's such a throwback to kind of, like, you know, 80s cross-genre kind of yeah. movies. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it kind of develops into, I mean, it, like you said before, you were never scared. But it, it develop, you know, it's like 
like from dusk till dawn where it's like the gangster movie mm-hmm. or the, the bank robber movie. And then this is the vampire movie. This was kind of a comedy that developed into the a horror, you know, it's supernatural thriller. Anyway, yeah. Supernatural. Is That's good. probably a little bit more accurate. Um, what were your thoughts? First thoughts of it. Uh, it was, it was different than what I expected. When you, when you see the movie cover of this, the movie poster, you know, it's the face and the hands coming through the, the wall. You're like, all right, I'm in for, for something scary. Um, and, I, and I had not seen it prior to uh, this viewing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you gave me no real clue as to what this movie was about. Our discussion was very brief when you told me, okay, go watch Fright Night. I, I said it was directed by Peter Jackson and yes. had Michael J. Fox in it. Yeah. Um, so no idea. I, I thought, okay, this is going to be some kind of fun thriller. This will be great. Um, and it turned out to be a lot of fun. Actually, I had a pretty good time. Um, there's just some ridiculous stuff in this movie, uh, that you can just kind of look past and see, uh, where Peter Jackson would have liked to have been with this movie if this movie was made in 2018. Right. And he had all of these new tools available to him. Um, some of it was fantastic. Let's talk about the effects real quick. So that was one thing that, man, there were some... I mean, and obviously, think about it in At the time, though, these were pretty great. I mean, yes. this is a movie that I remember kind of snuck in under the radar in a summer of uh, Mission Impossible and Independence Day and Twister... And some of, you know, really big time blockbuster movies at that time for that year. I mean, those were like three of the biggest movies. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'll, whatever. But uh, and this kind of snuck in. I remember seeing this on just a by myself day. I rolled up to the theater. I was like, I don't know, some weird movie with Michael, Michael J. J. Fox, uh, like a horror. Or something. I, I, did, I, didn't, I knew who Peter Jackson was, but he wasn't really much of a thing. I mean, at the time uh, he had done Heavenly Creatures, I think, then. But uh I, I remember coming home going, Jenny, this movie was pretty good. You know, I mean, it was, I was like, it was kind of weird. It was just kind of, yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot better than I thought it would be. But the effects, first of all, I mean, what was good was the ghost effects. I mean, when the people were yes. ghosts, I mean, it, it was, the I thought it was like astonishing for that time. You know, like it was like, oh, that's like seamless and looks like it could have been done today or any time. And I think those are the best special effects where like, I don't know when, that this movie was made based on the special effect. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then there would be the scenes where it would show, uh, like the daughter getting dragged away by the ghost. Yes. And it was like, man, you could very clearly tell she was up against a green screen, had something around her wrist and they just kind of painted in. <laughs> and it was just, like, but at the time it's like, it's weird how your eyes at the time, like when you saw that at the time, probably weren't thinking that looks like shit. I mean, you're probably yeah. thinking that looks pretty good. Yeah. Believable. But it's like you've seen so much better now that it's clear what it was. The mat, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, what, what were your what were your thoughts on the the, the technical aspects of the film? Uh, even with the stuff that I can clearly see now, having seen all of these other big movies, uh, I wasn't drawn out of it, um, and I think because the way the rest of this film was constructed, some of the goofiness, um, it just kind of all fit together. And, yeah. and so even though that seems kind of dated now, it's like, well, yeah, but it kind of adds to the 
the humor and the charm of this movie. So um, there were some great moments, um, you know, that soul catcher or whatever they wanted to call him before he was, well, you know, the flying around cape robe guy with his giant sickle cutting ghosts in half. That was, that was pretty cool. You think this is a movie where like Jake Busey showed up and they're like, just be you, dude. Be Jake Busey. (laughs) You see what your dad did in this clip over here? Do that. (laughs) Um, and another person, uh, John Aston. Yes. He was the, the judge, I think was his character's yes. name, like the old cowboy. Um, you know, and it, so there, I, what I appreciate a lot, you know, me, I love homages and I just, yeah. there's so many, you know, between John Aston, who was Gomez Adams, uh, D Wallace from Cujo, uh, Arlie just, you know, he's a, you know, he's from Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he, like you said, he's he's a local guy. Um, you know, so there's just uh, so many places like that where it's not just like trotting out there going, you know, like in a movie today, it would like they would get like a piece of music. Be like, remember this person from this yes. movie that you love so We're much. We're going to really nail this one home. You know, I mean, it, I think it took like my kids a minute to realize that that was D. Wallace to, yeah. to begin with. I mean, I think I even had just like that's D. Wallace, you know, because she just looks mm-hmm. You know, very different than she normally does in her films, but um, it, it was a it's a fun movie, I think. And Michael J. Fox. Let's talk about Michael let's J. Fox. Yeah, he, he, obviously, let, let's talk about him because I have a lot to say here. First of all, my first thought was like this could be like Marty McFly if things just didn't go well in yes. his life. It's the same same guy. Like this this yeah. timeline's worse than the original two thousand. <laughs> this is like where Elizabeth Shue left him a lot earlier and he just kind of spiraled. Because <laughs> she stayed with him after the accident in that one, you know, timeline. So he must not have been too this is like things just got dark. Yeah. He met some other chick. She died. And man, just wow. Now you see dead people. Yeah. Cause he's very much had a lot of that same I mean, it's the Michael J. Fox charm. Why did he have to be such a terrible driver? I don't know. Why did he have to crash into everything? Drive it's like roads don't exist to this guy and and the the uh, damage done to his car is non-existent every time that he explodes over a cliff or into a fence or through a pole. Uh I is it because yeah, he, the, is, the, is the second time he hit the fence, my wife wheel? laughed out loud, but she was just like, why? <laughs> What's, yeah, really? <laughs> you just made him the world's <laughs> worst driver for, for no, no reason. No reason. <clears throat> well, it should then he have it that went in a car accident that took his wife. So, I mean, yes, yeah. we kind of see where that, where that came from. But it was because of a ghost. Um, one thing that made me sad watching it, you know, Michael J. Fox has Parkinson's, right? He does. And, uh, he had been diagnosed a few years before this movie, and there was a, a lot of things in his mannerisms, which you see now, mm-hmm. you know, the way he is, you know, because again, now you've kind of, he's had it for a while. And he you've become accustomed he's to. He's been showing his yeah. signs for, and he's kind of, he's out there and he's kind of doing stuff yeah. again, but you see, it's that head, you know what I'm talking yes. about? He does this, he does this a lot now, and it was like, I saw it then yes. in this movie, and, but he he used it kind of as a a, way, a character yes. way to kind of lead. It. But when I saw it, I was like, oh man! I was like, you know, it's because it's sad when you go back and you realize that the signs kind of were there. You know, there were two scenes that one one it was very noticeable. Um, 
that they were trying to film with that in mind, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's in the, the jail cell and she comes in to talk to him and he's laying on the bed, um, the entire time his hands are, are clenched in yeah. front of them. I, I mean, didn't he, I noticed you, that too. You can tell that he's clearly holding on to them, yeah. um, which kind of, um, you know, it kind of strikes a chord, I guess. You're just kind of like, man... I, man, he, I don't want to notice Spin City things. for years after yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it just kind of shows that, I mean, it's sad. And, you know, and I talk about him because, I mean, he's one of my favorite actors, I would say, easily. Just from my childhood, between Family Ties, Back to the Future. And, and the Michael J. Fox movies, I mean, you know, I mean, it's like the secret of my success. Yes. It's an amazing, it's a terrible movie, but it's an amazing movie. Yes. Because it would have been unwatchable with anybody else, but it's Michael J. Fox. And that's how I feel about this one. Michael J. Fox was the guy to play uh, the role in this yeah. one. I, I, I Absolutely. Having watched it, I couldn't think of anybody else between, you know, when I watched it. It, ma- it made it what it needed to be, you know? I mean, maybe it would have been, I mean, watchable, you know, but it didn't have the charm without, no. it just made it like that added quirkiness to yes. it. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, but yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Jeffrey Combs from the Reanimator. Reanimator is one of my favorite movies when I was little because that's Lovecraft, right? And that's just one of those. I was like, this movie's fucking crazy, yeah. dude. Um, that's one I'd love to do for Terror on the Plane, Samir. Um, but he's just, you know, and I, th- I think from what I've read about stuff, that he just kind of showed up and played that agent all weird as fuck. And they just kind of, I think somebody like him, he just, he nailed it. That was you weird. Because it was just like, what's happening with him? He it's pulled off his shirt in that one scene and had like scars all over him. It was like, what? what? Where are you going with this? And then never brought that up again. Yeah, he was in a bunch of cults as an undercover uh, agent, but no no real we're going somewhere with this. All right, I'm going to sign off on Facebook real quick, and then we'll finish our discussion. All right, Facebook, uh, listen to Real Hooligans. Uh, this episode will go up towards the end of October, actually, because... You know, we're stacking our episodes. So, uh, but follow us. We do have new episodes every Wednesday. So be sure to listen. Um, it's fun stuff, right? Wake up and get it early. Yeah. It'll be, yeah. This week's episode will be up at 4 a.m. So I expect all of you to be up at 4 30 at the this, latest. What's this one coming up? For you, those of you listening, we don't have to talk about this. See you later. Bye. I'm signing off Facebook later. Okay. Back to the Frighteners. Um, Jeffrey Combs was fun. You know, and I always like Chai McBride. Yeah, he did a great job. I mean, as the seventies ghost, and and they didn't lean too much into those guys either. They were kind no. of there. They served that, that establishing his con, and then they were offed, yeah. and then they didn't come back. To, you know what I'm saying? They didn't. And again, you know, you think about. I compare that if this movie was made today. Yes. I kept thinking this as I was watching it. If it's made today, then. My God, those guys are in it the rest of the movie. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Um, they probably got Ryan Reynolds playing one of them and Samuel Jackson. And No, I'm thinking of uh, the guy from Hot Tub Hot Time Machine. Who is that guy? Um, comedian. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I mean, dude plays Daryl. Um, Why can I not think of his name? Look him up fast. All right, we'll keep talking while I do. Um, him. He's one, and it feels like he is um, Shy McBride. 
you know, um, just later well, on. Well, and the that, road. that's probably a little bit more accurate casting, but I'm, you know, they, yeah. th- they throw Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson. I'm just saying that that's, they think that's comedy gold. Sure. It's not. No, it's not. I don't need that. Didn't they do one together? Yeah, it was horrible. It was that Hitman movie, which they've actually made a sequel to. They made a sequel to that. Uh, the Bodyguards. The Bodyguards. Hitman's bodyguard. Bodyguard or something. Yeah. I did not see Craig that. Craig Robinson. Craig, I, yes. I something Robinson, damn it. I, don't, I feel bad for Spade. Didn't he do some Old Spice commercials or something? Playing a keyboard? Probably. Probably. He's great. Pineapple Express. Yes. <laughs> he comes in. He's like, I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, um, all right, anything else on The Frighteners, I guess? I mean, I enjoyed it. It's an interesting movie, I think, because you can see Zemeckis all over it. Sure. There are words in there that are specifically, I mean, it's just, Zemeckis said, use this, the endoplasmic, yeah, whatever. The energy is all, um. uh, Zemeckis, but it's interesting, I think, Peter Jackson, he may be one of those filmmakers that's better when he collabs with others. Because I liked uh, Tintin. Yeah. Did you see yeah. that one uh-huh. with, that he did with Spielberg? And shit, my kids are still like, what happened to the other ones? Where'd those go? Because that was supposed to be like, he did one. Like, he directed. He was going to direct the next one. You know, I mean, it was the whole thing. They had, like, movies planned out. But I thought that was fun. It, you know, the, I think it's still probably the best Indiana Jones-type movie since... Like Raiders of the, well, not Raiders, but Last Crusade. Crystal Skull? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just an excuse to say right, that. That's it. If you're not going to take this serious. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, the movie's like, so, was, and obviously he was, the Lord of the Rings were huge. The Hobbit Hob- was something. Hobbit, not so much. Yeah. Like I have like no desire to rewatch any of it the hobbit at all. i've watched all three of them and once yeah, was all i'm good yeah i thought they were lazy and half-ass and rushed and everything that the lord of the rings wasn't yes i mean you know bitch all you want about gandalf but sure, i mean you know I, I mean they're amazing production value i mean and they're what, beautiful films what, i will give them what they that. Did, i always getting do. all those people out there and making three movies that big taking over a country yeah i mean <laughs> What they've done for New Zealand is amazing. Yeah, so. I want to go. Um, you know, but what fuck's he done really since? No idea. And I don't blame him for the Hobbit fiasco. I think that was he went in there to make the Hobbit, and they're like, "So how are you making this three movies?" And he's like, "Well, I wasn't going to make it." They're like, "You're going to make three movies." Let's make it three movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Um, all right, man. Um. See it. It's a nice throwback. Yeah, the Frighteners. It's fun. It's on HBO Max right now. That's where we found it and watched it. Um, yeah. Good yeah. recommendation, Tim. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. I thought it was something a little different for us. A little, a little outside that. of my wheelhouse. I mean, we showed our kids recently Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. And that, that's one that, you know, my daughter's 17 now, so she's getting very um, contemplative about movies where she absorbs them and then, you know, Spend some time with yeah, them. Yeah, let's digest. Ruminate. She comes and she's like, no, I've thought about it. She's like, I really liked it. Yeah. She's like, she's like it's kind of messed up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously, but it's, you know, that's a good one. Of course, she's, you know, got really into the 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Sharon Tate. So obviously a Roman Polanski film is right in her little wheelhouse right now. So uh, anyway, happy Halloween. We'd love to know what you thought of the Frighteners. Um, even if you just throw us your favorite, uh, just some horror comedies. Tucker and Dale versus so good versus evil. That's I love that movie, movie, and I watch it every year. Yeah, at, at that's Halloween become time. that's become a a routine to watch that at some point. Intruder. Um, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, even you know some Raimi movies. Um, not one that's not real popular, but I liked is the uh, shit. I can't even think of the fucking. It's not helpful, Tim. Nah, I'm spacing on it. But he's good. I mean, obviously, Army of Darkness. Sure. I mean, is a, is a great one, one from him. Yeah, that's a great one. That was the first terror on the plane. Tim, are you a slasher or like a zombie or like a supernatural? What kind of horror draws you in? You know, I'm probably, I'm always going to be attracted to supernatural stuff, probably. Um, I, I was going to say Mr. X-Files. That seems... Um, that seems likely. Slasher. I love the classic slashers. I, I, I'm somebody that would be down for a, another Friday the 13th movie. The problem is, is they sit around too long trying to figure out how to make a good Friday the 13th movie. It's like, you know what a good Friday the 13th movie is? Like, put some fucking cute teenagers around a fucking lake and fucking murder them. Yes. That's all you have to do. Yeah, and eventually one of them gets the drop on him. How do we really get into Freddy's head? You know what you do? You put a bunch of fucking cute teenagers at a high school and you murder them in their fucking sleep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know? How do we make another Texas? We got to really, you know, get into why Leatherface. You know how you do it? You have a bunch of fucking teenagers get lost in Texas and murdered by a fucking chainsaw-wielding maniac. Yes. Just give it to us, man. Keep it simple, stupid. It's not Um, that difficult. You know, that's that's all I need with these. I mean, the last time I heard they were going to do a Friday the 13th that took place during the winter. Weird. It, but at the same time, it was, you know, it was whatever for somebody's car breaks, whatever. It Something yeah. happens out there. And interesting because it shows they're at least like taking, trying to make it, you know, simple, but just look different. Yeah. Okay. So Jason kills somebody with a. Lots of cool red blood spray on think snow. Of, think, think of cool ways for him to kill somebody. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Get John Wick with it. I'm not, down, I'm not against, you know, remaking these movies. I think they can do another Nightmare on Elm Street. Sure. They, I mean, they tried. You with, know what's interesting? Uh, Robert England recently said that he would like to see, he said if they want to make, because they are talking about doing it, they, I think they've hired directors to do it. I can't remember who. Um, he said if it's not going to be him, he would want Kevin Bacon to play Freddy Krueger. And I thought that's actually probably an interesting. Yeah. Because Kevin Bacon's a good actor. Yeah. You know. But um, does that mean that you're going to make Freddie do more stuff than say one line, you know, bullshit and murder a teenager? Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to pay Kevin Bacon to do some acting. He's going to have to sure. to do some stuff. But isn't Freddie what's great about Freddie yeah. is the. I, I, yeah. I think I, but I think as an actor, I think he'd totally be about. You don't need to show what I look like. Well, no, probably not what you yeah. look like. But yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. you got to be all burnt. Unless they decide to do, you know, the whole flashback to when see, he's molesting I, I, kids. I don't, I don't need a backstory. No. Do it, dude. We, are, we, we get it. We get, it's like Batman's parents. I, we, just we get it. Into this don't house. do it. I think a murder here happened here like 35 years ago. Find some stuff and on the internet. Away we go. Now you're asleep and your friend's <laughs> dead. That's all it has to be. It's like, how do you make another Jurassic Park movie? Uh, people crash land on the fucking island. There's dinosaurs. They have to get off. That's your movie. Easy. So, 
Anyways, let us know what you love about horror. It's time for us. I mean, we're we're that's what we're doing around here is just kind of figure out what we can watch. What yeah. do you guys What do you guys watch? I mean, do you have Halloween stuff you get into? I mean, no. I know you don't watch horror as much as I do. So, what do you? No. What's your Halloween I don't watch pay tradition? No. Well, Tucker and Dale. Uh, we watch that every every year. Um, and then you know, I I like the the old stuff. You know, I watch Halloween every year. We sure. we talk about that. That's. To me, one of the the most terrifying um, we've gone yeah, over. It, really uh, it scares the shit out of me every. It gives me anxiety so on an uncomfortable simple. level. You know, when that music starts, I'm like, ah, here it comes. I can't. I got to get up and walk around. Can we pause this? Isn't it glorious how they made that movie and it had like different music and they were like, eh, and he changed the music and they're like, holy Whoa! shit. And it's it's absolutely uh, what yeah. it is for me. Um, so so I get into the older stuff, and I, I like Freddy. Um, Freddy doesn't really scare me, um, but no. I will not get into. I, I watched Hostel one time, and it, it it was very clear to me that this is nothing more than torture porn. I'm not, I'm you just want to do, and and that creeps. I don't like realistic stuff. Um, Freddie is ridiculous because he explodes a, a dude up onto the ceiling. You know, that's not really all that scary to me. Um, somebody getting their Achilles heel sliced with a scalpel while they're trying to walk away. That's, that's fucking messed up, man. And that like really bothers me. Did you ever me. see the new pet? Cemetery? No, I didn't see it. It's, I mean, if you like the other one, this one's, not a bad. I like the other one because I read the book, of course, and you know. It, the, this one apparently is a little bit more like the book. Weird. It stays a little bit more faithful to. I thought they changed up some shit just for the sake of making it different. Was it? The, is it the the uh, one where the kid is not the? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Maybe I haven't read the book, so. You have not I, read Pet Cemetery. I haven't. Yeah. I've only read a few King novels, but probably need to read more. Meh. Um, what about like uh, one I was going to ask about a sequel because you brought up the torture porn movies and Saw I've only seen the first Saw movie I saw the first two I saw it and I was like okay I saw Saw yeah that was all I think I finally saw it after there was like three of them no uh, I I was dating a girl and, and went to see the first two and after the first two that was yeah, there's nothing left in the Saw universe for me. I mean, yeah, I've seen you do enough terrible things to people. I mean, seriously, that's just a writer's room where they're sitting around thinking up, what cool device can we make to murder some people? I'm trying to find something I freaking can't. Chris Rock did a new is doing the new Saw movie. Chris Rock? Yeah. Like, uh, maybe this is a spiral. Okay, maybe that's what it is. Are you going to watch uh, his new show, Fargo? Are you a Fargo fan? I have not seen it, but I know the new season takes place in Kansas, Kansas City. Kansas City, yeah. I mean, obviously I'm rolling my eyes because they didn't shoot anything here. Chicago. Even all these amazing... Yeah. Kansas City has an amazing gangster history, dude. Yeah. Um, Why you didn't shoot at Union Station at any point in time makes no sense to me. I mean, that place had a literal mobster shootout in front of it and the building still bears the marks. So, uh, this movie is called spiral. Yeah. A sadistic mastermind unleashes a twisted form of justice in spiral. The terrifying new chapter from the book of saw. It's more about this detective. It's kind of like seven. It's you know, like the trailer that's come out and makes it 
look like seven. It's more about Morgan the investigation. Freeman, Morgan Freeman's point of view. And it's like him and Samuel Jackson. No. <laughs> so it's like so, Motherfuckers. so weird. Anyways, and the, I don't know. That for me, that's one that I probably don't need. But for the people that like Saw, it's like, well, don't just trap people in rooms and cut their feet off, whatever you do. <laughs> Keep it simple. Yeah. Um, all right, man. That's going to do it, man. Happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween, Boom. everybody. Uh, let us know what your favorite uh, horror movies are, horror, Halloween traditions. I always like to hear that, especially this year with with COVID. It's like we're trying to figure out what to do. I think we're going to do something in front of our house, though. I think we're going to set up the screen out front and invite Show a movie? Yeah, and it's like, you know, we have to figure out a hands-free way to trick-or-treat. But from what we can tell, people in the neighborhood are still going to be trick-or-treating as long as people are handing out that sweet, sweet candy. So, gotta get some candy. All right, man. Take care of hooligans. Listen to us on Spotify and Amazon and uh, Apple. Everywhere. Wherever you can, yeah. And like I said, if you can't find us, hit me up and I'll get us on your, on your preferred, preferred provider. There you go. Whatever it's preferred. Called. Cool. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week, every Wednesday, later on. Bye.